Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful mask rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. The town of Coleman City in the midst of cattle and mining country was fast becoming one of the most lawless communities in the West. Turbulent center for the disorderly element was Paul Kiefer's Red Burrow Cafe. Kiefer himself secretly headed one band of crooks that infested the town and countryside. He was standing inside the door of his cafe when Bandy, one of his lieutenants, entered and walked up to him. Bandy's tones were confidential. Oh, something seems to be up. Just met Roscoe Peggs in back of his place. Says he wants to see you right away. Oh, he does, huh? Where is he? He's going out to the hideout. He says he'll meet you there. All right, I'll go at once. I wonder what's up. Paul Kiefer rode out of town, and he was certain he had not been followed. He turned his horse onto a seldom-used trail and rode to the hideaway spot where Roscoe Peggs waited for him. Who? Who there? Who? Who? 
Roscoe Peggs, known in Coleman City as a timid, straight-laced man, was in reality a partner in crime with Paul Kiefer. Kiefer greeted him. Uh, what's the trouble, Roscoe? The Merchants and Cattlemen's Association met this morning. They're getting a new sheriff. And you sent for me to tell me that? They've done that several times in the past couple of years, Roscoe. Seems to me we got rid of their sheriffs one way or another. Yes, but it'll be different with Doyle Bixby as sheriff. Did you say Doyle Bixby? You're crazy. He's in Texas. No, he's not. I didn't know about it, but they wrote to him, making him an offer to come here and uh, clean up. He's accepted the offer. Gets here next week. Well, that's not good. He's the toughest lawman in the Southwest. Why are you telling me about Bixby coming? Well, that's part of my partnership agreement with you, isn't it? Telling you what goes on around town? Also telling Rex Snyder what I understand. Paul, how can you say a thing like that? Oh, very easily. Because it's true. Isn't it? Oh, uh, well, to a degree. But I've only put him on to jobs that were too small to interest you. You know that, Paul. I always told you when I was going to do it. Oh, I'm your man. You'd better be. Because when Rex Snyder returns to town from Kansas City, I'm going to get him. You kill him? What else? He's been stepping on my toes lately. It was his outfit that held up the express office. I'm sure of that. He beat us to it. So he dies when he returns here. Yeah, but, Paul, from the looks of things, Doyle Bixby will be sheriff by then. Am I supposed to shake when you say that? I'll take him, too. He and Snyder will go out together. When Doyle Bixby arrived in Coleman City, the reception committee, including Roscoe Peggs, met the young new sheriff. Ah, fellas. They were surprised to find that he was accompanied by his beautiful bride of a week. I didn't say anything about my wife in the letter, gentlemen, because when I said I'd come here, I didn't have a wife. Did I, Hazel? No. We were married on the spur of the moment. I couldn't see leaving her in Texas for some maverick to come along and steal while I was up here. So I made her marry me. Congratulations. Congratulations to both of you. Thank you. We sure hope you like it here, Mrs. Bixby. The committee members offered congratulations, but Chairman Scott Harlan voiced a question that came immediately to his mind. I hope you don't mind me bringing this up, Sheriff. But seeing as how you're just married and all the rest, it could be that... Uh, well, it could be... That I'll not be as relentless in going after the tough hombres you have up here. You think maybe I'll be afraid of something happening to me. Well, something like that, yes. Mr. Harlan. Yes, Mrs. Bixby. Doyle and I talked that part of it over before we came here. Before I said I'd marry him. See, I love him very much, Mr. Harlan, and I... I naturally don't want anything to happen to him. But his duty to the people of Coleman City will come before everything else, including me. Now, don't think marriage is going to make me soft, Mr. Harlan. It'll make me tougher, if anything. If Hazel and I are going to live here from now on, I'll make it my business to be sure that Coleman City is the way it ought to be. Safe for her and every decent man and woman here. I promise you that. The new sheriff lived up to all the things that had been said about him before his coming to Coleman City. Within a week, his name was on the lips of everyone in town, including Paul Kiefer, who was talking to his henchman, Bandy. I underestimated Bixby. He's tougher than I thought. And dangerous. 
You'll have to take care of him, Bandy. Kill him? Yes, the sooner the better. Three days later, Bandy had his chance. Then at dusk, as Bixby rode along a trail outside of town, Bandy ambushed him. Two bullets caught Bixby in the shoulder, and another grazed his side. But as he fell from his horse to the ground, he saw Bandy move in the bushes. Bixby's hand was as alert as his brain. Oblivious of pain, he rolled over quickly on the road and came to his knee, firing. He could hear Bandy's scream of pain before he saw the outline of his assailant fall to the ground. Then the gun dropped from his hand, and he collapsed at the side of the road. The Lone Ranger and Tonto were riding on a hill road above the scene of the shooting when they heard the shots. They saw the riderless horse on the road below, and immediately they galloped their own great horses down the hill towards the spot. When they reached the place where the young sheriff lay wounded, the Lone Ranger knelt beside him and began to staunch the flow of blood. He recognized the lawman at once. Tonto, Doyle, Bixby. Didn't take them long to get him. No. Him sheriff only two weeks. Him hurt bad. Well, it's hard to tell. Doesn't look that way. He's unconscious, and I'm afraid uh, that... Oh, Kim Yes. Look, over in brush. Tato's gaze had caught sight of the body sprawled in the underbrush. He ran to where Bandy had fallen and returned as the Lone Ranger finished the tourniquet on Bixby's shoulder. Kim Man in brush. Have gun in hand. He must be the one who shot Bixby. Ah. But him not shoot anymore. Him dead. The Lone Ranger and Tonto brought the wounded Bixby into town by a back trail. There they took him by way of a rear door into the home of the town's one physician, Dr. White. The Lone Ranger identified himself as the doctor treated the sheriff's wounds. Well, he's in bad shape, but he'll recover. Well, I... I suppose this means there'll be necessity of getting another man in this place. I doubt it, Doctor. I know Bixby. You'll not let a few bullets stop him from doing his job. I hope not, but the pattern's very plain. We've lost sheriffs before. They'll try to get Bixby again. If they didn't kill Bixby this time, they'll do it next time. Then let's try to see that there is no next time. You say Bixby killed the man who shot him. Did you know the fellow at all? No, Perhaps the sheriff's deputies will be able to identify the dead man. I'll tell them about this at once. Yeah. Bixby has never selected any deputies, as far as I know. He was taking his time about that. The man you'd better tell is Scott Harlan. He's chairman of the committee that brought Bixby to Coleman City. His office is up the street a bit. Oh? He's usually there till late in the evening, so you'll have no trouble finding him. His place is in the first building next to the corner house. Roscoe Peggs was in Scott Harlan's office preparing to leave when the rear door opened and the Lone Ranger entered. Harlan leaped to his feet, reaching for his gun at the same time. Don't take another step or I'll drill you. You don't need to use that gun, Mr. Harlan. I'm no hold-up man. If I were, I'd have had my gun ready long before you did. Huh? Then, then who are you? What's the idea of the mask? My reason for wearing it are my own. But perhaps a silver bullet and a few words will tell you what you want to know. Scott Harlan had heard of the masked man. The Lone Ranger's words and manner convinced Harlan that this was the man who had become a living legend in the West. He introduced Roscoe Peggs to the masked man. Glad to know you. And then asked another question. Uh, what brings you here to my office? 
Sheriff Bixby has been shot. What? Is he dead? No. I left him in Dr. White's home. He's unconscious, though. The doctor's going to keep him there for the night at least. So the dirty varmints have done him in, too. Where was Bixby shot? On the trail west of town. We found him there. A Tonto and I and brought him here at once. I don't suppose there was any trace of the men who shot him. It was one man, Mr. Harlan. He's dead. Bixby got him. The bodies at the place where oh, I... Oh, this is terrible. You'll pardon me, please. Oh, well, yes. Where are you going, Roscoe? To, uh, to see Mrs. Bixby. She hasn't been notified yet, has she? Oh, no. I suppose it is a good idea letting her know about her husband. Tell her not to be too upset. He'll recover. Yes, I'll tell her. Oh, this is awful. Things get worse and worse every day. Roscoe Peggs forgot caution for the moment and went immediately to Paul Kiefer's Redboro Cafe. He entered a side door and made his way to Kiefer's office, where the gang chief greeted him in surprise. Roscoe, what, what are you doing here? It was one of your men, wasn't it? Huh? What are you talking about? The one who shot Bixby, that's whom I'm talking about. Oh, Bandy finally got him. Bixby's dead? No, he's wounded over in Dr. White's place. But Bandy's dead, what? if that's who did the shooting. Bandy dead, eh? Well, that bundling fool. Know what that means, Roscoe? I know what it could mean if they identify his body. They know he's your right-hand no, man. No, wait, wait. If they identify the body, you said. Why can't they identify it? Because they haven't found it yet. A masked man did. Briefly, Peggs told of the Lone Ranger's story. He concluded. And the masked man didn't know Bandy, if that's who it was. The body's still out on the trail. Harlan will have to round up some men and get... Come on. Going at once to get Bandy's corpse. Get on the trail. Use one of my horses. Out this side door. A few minutes later, Paul Kiefer and Roscoe Peggs galloped away from town yeah, heading west. Yeah. An Indian standing beside two great horses outside the office of Scott Harlan watched them disappear. Yeah, there it is. There's the body, Roscoe. Oh, oh hold it. Got here before they did. Now hurry. Roscoe Peggs helped Paul Keeper place the dead man across the horse's back. Then together they rode into the hills. Get him! Come on, get him! Yeah, they'll never find Bandy's body where I'm taking it. They'll never learn anything about me either. Thanks, Roscoe. Thanks for warning me in time. Get him! Get him! Get him! curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
world to continue. The Lone Ranger and Tonto were with Scott Harlan and the hastily organized posse when they rode to the spot where Doyle Bixby had been ambushed. Hold, 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 hold. To their surprise, the dead man's body was gone. Scott Harlan looked at the Lone Ranger. This is strange. Are you sure the man was in this spot? Yes, and he was dead. Someone's removed his body. But who? Why would somebody do that? There could be many reasons. Probably the dead man is someone you know. That could be the first reason. Well, suppose we did know him. If he's dead, what could we do to him? You'd probably associate him with someone else. I get it. That's it. You mean the dead fella may have been working for somebody. That he shot Bixby because somebody else told him to. There's that possibility. It might be a good idea to check on friends of Rex Snyder and Paul Kiefer. Harlan told of the two men who had long been suspected as masterminds of the crimes in Coleman City and ended. But we've never been able to prove anything against them. Bixby was going to do that, he said. Maybe he was going to do it. Maybe that's why he's been shot. I, I agree with you. Harlan, if I were you, I'd go to see both those men tonight. Learn if they can account for their time and their friends. Paul Kiefer and Roscoe Peggs carried Bandy's body from the horse into a cave, which Kiefer had long used as a hideout. In a matter of minutes, they were astride their horses again, ready to go back to town. Yeah, we'll separate here, Peggs. I'll ride around the hills, come into town from the east. You take the road through the pass. I'll get you to town first. I'll not suspect you anyway. I, I don't know. I feel terrible about this. Another thing. I said I was going to tell Mrs. Bixby about her husband, and I didn't. If that masked man or Scott Harlan learned that, I'm afraid they'll... Get going and stop talking like that. All right. Remember what I told you before. You mean about uh, exposing me if anything happens to you? Yes. I'm telling you that again in case you forgot. I haven't. I'll see that they don't do anything that might get you into this. Adios. Get up there. Get up there. Come on. Get up. As the two conspirators made their separate ways back to town, the Lone Ranger, Tonto, and the posse had already returned there. Scott Harlan took the Lone Ranger aside and spoke to him. Uh, I'd be grateful if you and Tonto would remain in the vicinity for a while, at least until Sheriff Bixby regains consciousness. I'd intended doing that, Harlan. Ah, good. I'll go to Kiefer and Snyder now and learn whatever is possible from them. I'll wait for you at the rear of your office. But uh, first, I'm going to Dr. Weiss to see how Bixby's getting along. Dr. White reported that Bixby was still unconscious. He's holding his own, but he's... But, Doctor, where's Doyle? I just met Mr. Holland. He told me Doyle's been hurt. And Calm you... down, Mrs. Bixby, please. He's been hurt, but he'll recover. Oh. I was just telling this man that. Oh. Who is he? Oh, uh, don't let this mask frighten you, Mrs. Bixby. He's a friend. He found your husband. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Who shot Doyle? Why didn't you sing for me, Doctor? But I did. At least Roscoe Pace left here in a what? hurry to tell you. You mean he didn't? Why, no. I didn't know until I met Mr. Harlan just now. Doyle hadn't come home for supper and I would... But where is he? Let me see him, please. He's in the next room. 
You'll pardon us? Oh, certainly go right ahead. I was about to leave anyway. The Lone Ranger took leave of Dr. White and Mrs. Bixby and joined Tonto, who had been waiting outside. They waited a short time behind Harlan's office. Then Harlan came to them. I don't know whether or not this is important, but Paul Kiefer is not in his office, nor anywhere in the cafe. They say he hasn't been around for a few hours. Oh, what about Snyder? According to his story, he hasn't left his place all day. That could be. Yes, he'd make it his business to stay there if he knew one of his men was going to ambush Bixby. It would be an alibi. That's my thought. Still, wait a second, will you please? Certainly. Roscoe! Hey, Roscoe! Want to see you? Come into my office, huh? I'm going to call a meeting of the committee as soon as possible. Roscoe can get the men together. That's Roscoe Peggs you were talking to? Yes. Harlan, did you say you wanted to see me? Yes, Roscoe. Inside. I was just oh, about I to... I beg your pardon. I didn't know you were talking to someone here. Uh, we're leaving. Oh, uh, Mr. Peggs. Yes? I noticed Mrs. Bixby at Dr. White's office. Did she take the news hard when you told her about her husband being shot? Oh, well, oh, oh, yes, 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 very hard. It was quite a shock. I see. It's affected me greatly, too. Oh, Hartman, did you uh, find the body this man told you about? No. Believe it or not, Roscoe, it was gone when we got out there. Imagine that. You don't know who it might have been then, do you? No. We'll uh, know very shortly, though. We have a lead. What's that? You didn't uh, tell me. That... This can wait, Harlan. I'll tell you later. Well, go ahead. Tell him now. Don't mind me. No, later. Was it one of Rex Snyder's men? Was it? They say he's a real bad one. I wouldn't put it past him at all. Was it one of his men? The Lone Ranger purposely ignored Peg's questions. He spoke to Scott Harlan. I'll see you later, Harlan. Come on, Tonto. Uh -huh. Had they been able to see in the darkness, they would have seen the look of fright in the eyes of Roscoe Peggs. He and Harlan entered the latter's office as the Lone Ranger and Tonto walked to their horses. Tonto, that man is lying. Mm, what him lie about? He said he'd gone to notify Sheriff Bixby's wife of her husband's shooting. I know for a fact that he didn't. She learned about it from Harlan after our return to town. Kimasabi. Yes. Me see Pegs and other fellow ride way before. Oh, when, Toto? When you go in office. After you come from doctors. Other fellow looked like Kiefer. That's about the time Pegs was supposed to be talking to Mrs. Bixby. In which direction did he ride? Then go out road, west. He was going to notify Mrs. Bixby. He said he lied. Oh, why him do that? Something we're going to find out. I told him I'd have answers shortly. Something tells me I may. We're going to see this Rex Snyder, Toto, now. Toto entered Rex Snyder's gambling palace and gave a letter to the man. A letter the Lone Ranger had written a few moments before. Snyder came out of his place in a great hurry. Toto led him to the shadows where the masked man waited. What does this letter mean, and who are you? Who I am isn't important right now. But what I said in the letter is, they know about your part in the shooting of Sheriff Bixby. My part? Hmm? I had nothing to do with that. First I ever heard of the shooting was a little while ago. Peggs wouldn't back you on that. Peggs? What has he got to do with it? <laughs> you don't know? I wouldn't be asking you if I did. Well, Peggs has gone to Scott Harlan's office. I wouldn't be surprised if he's telling everything about the shooting. Now, wait. How do you know about this? Because Peggs was caught lying. The next step was obvious. He'll try to cover himself and, and then... Kiefer, too. Yeah, Peggs, the sniveling little polecat. 
They found him out, did they? And he's in Scott's office? That's right. You still didn't tell me why you're in on this. Suppose I merely say I want to see a certain party or parties exposed. Then what? Where do I fit in? I'll tell you after it's happened. You see, a lot depends on how much Pegs gets away with. If you let him. He'll not get away with anything. Spilling lies about me shooting Bixby, is he? Why don't you ask Scott Harlan? That's what I'm going to do. I figured Pegs had been playing me for a fool. Well, I'll show him. I'm going to have a showdown right now. If he and Keeper think they can get away with framing me, they're crazy. Snyder turned on his heels, his hand on his holster, and hurried along towards Scott Harlan's office. The Lone Ranger turned to Tonto. You heard that, Tonto? Yeah. We were right about Pegs. And from what I gather, Pegs and Kiefer are partners of some sort. Way him talk, it sound that way. Snyder's ready for a showdown with Pegs. Let's see if it comes off. I'll follow him to Harlan's office. And what me do, Kimasabi? You go to the Red Burrow Cafe. Get to Kiefer at once. Tell him Pegs and Snyder at Scott Harlan's. Say that Pegs is talking. <laughs> Roscoe Peggs was talking to Scott Harlan, but it was about yes. a proposed meeting of the I mean, committee. And we should do something right away, I think. I'm suspicious of that masked man. I think you should investigate and do What's something. What's going on here? Rex Snyder. Snyder, what do you want here? I want you to stop listening to this lying hypocrite and hear what I have to say. I didn't shoot Doyle Bixby. If anyone did, it was Peggs and Keeper. Well, you... Where is Kiefer? You're insane. What are you talking about, Snyder? Eggs, it's about time your relationship with Kiefer became known. Getting away with murder, both of you. Blaming me for a lot of stuff that you two worked on. And He's now lying, I... Harlan. Am I? Then why are you trying to say that I did the shooting? I heard what's going on here. The masked man masked said... man, he told you about me? Eggs, is it possible the Snyder's telling the truth? Sure I am. And I'll not be a scapegoat for Keeper. And I'll show you, Rex Snyder. Oscar Pegs grabbed a small pistol from his coat pocket. Oh. But Snyder's gun went off first. Snyder, you've killed him. He deserves to be killed, the lion snake. Marlon, help me. Help me. Stand back and leave him alone. Get your hands up, Snyder. Drop that gun quick. Oh, oh. You again. Oh. There, I dropped it. Marlon, try to stop the flow of blood. Uh, yes. Oh. Let me help you, Pegs. Uh, I'm dying. Well, before you die, oh. tell the truth. Uh. was you who shot Bixby, wasn't it? No. It was Bandy. See? Keeper's right-hand man did it. I told you. Where's the body? In a cave up behind the Snake Hill. We hid it there. But listen, Harlan. I'm listening. Snyder's not out of this. I'll die, but I'll tell about him. It was he and his gang that robbed the express company. Why, you blabbering idiot. Stand back, Snyder. Against the wall. Hey, what's going on here? Keeper. So here you are, eh? Snyder. So the idiot was... Hey, what are you doing with your hands up? Get yours up, too, Keeper. Yep. You didn't see me, did you? Raise those hands. Uh, I am. You see? Pegs is told about you and Bandy. He did crack, huh? The Indian had the right information. So have we now about everything. Tonto. Tonto, who stood in the doorway, entered. Uh, Tonto tied the two men and Scott Harlan covered them. Dr. White arrived, treated Roscoe Pegs, and confirmed what the Lone Ranger had said. Well, Pegs will live. But he'll never be the same. I'll say he'll not. Because he'll go to jail with his partners, Kiefer and Snyder. Kiefer's going to tell us everything about both of them. That masked man did this, didn't he? That's the hombre they're all blaming, anyway. That's right. He's the one who did in a single night what we've been trying to do for years. But then, after all, he's the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Thank you.